0: Traveling
1: the Vortex. We join Doug McLeod as he goes on a rather unfortunate and very memorable holiday with his family, and he arrives at episode number 285. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm
2: Glenn. How are you guys? I'm okay. How are you? All right. How are you? I'm well. I haven't really talked to you since you got into my house.
0: No, you haven't. You've just been sitting here ignoring me, not saying a word, being rather rude for inviting somebody over to your house.
2: To be fair, you just walked in. (laughs) To be fair, at this point, I figure... He did just walk in. You you know where everything's at. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You've been to my house often enough. Your family. That's true. (laughs) might as well help yourself. Walk in and
0: start helping myself. Here's the rules. Movie collection, here I come.
2: Here's the rules for all the listeners at home. If you've been in my house more than twice... I must like you. You're welcome to whatever there is. If it's the last of it, please ask first. That's pretty much how that rolls.
0: I usually ignore that rule. Yeah. (laughs) Sean, last one. Sorry.
2: Too bad. A week later.
0: Keith, how are you? We never ask you how you are. You always, every week, you ask us how we're doing. You ask us how we're doing. We never extend the courtesy of asking you how you're doing. (laughs) And so, Keith... On behalf of Sean and I, Don't how are you this, this week? I already asked him.
2: I'm all right. all right.
1: Did you guys have a good week?
0: I
2: did. Well, up until tonight. Tonight was a little flat. Hmm. National
0: news-wise, nothing personal, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been struggling with that all day too. But ah, no, yeah, it was it was an okay week. It's all right. Not much going on. Yeah, pretty, went, I went pretty saw a movie. Week. What'd you go see? <laughs> I went and saw X Men.
2: Oh, <laughs>
1: we can talk about it tonight then. <laughs> I did that's with
0: you. <laughs> talking about pre-show
1: john did you go
2: see i went
0: and saw x-men it's not the worst (laughs) x-men movie i'll start with that it's got some uh it's got some redeeming qualities to it it's it's overstuffed it's there's too much there's too many people there's too much going on but overall i I enjoyed it it was was good
2: i liked it I, i kind of agree with with your assessment that it was uh it was very enjoyable um i agree there's a little too much going on from the standpoint of here's some mutants that we don't really get a great intro especially for, they the, just kind of show horsemen. up, especially the horsemen, which, you know, I guess it's a good thing that two of, well, what's the official stance on X3 now? Are we counting this one or Because <laughs> it sure seems yeah. like this one went extra couple of steps to really kind of go, it's not part of anything anymore.
1: Well, especially the big fire moment.
2: Yeah. Is totally Foreshadowing
1: bad. doing that properly.
2: <laughs> Which is totally
0: Brian. Oh, Singer oh, you're going, talking about the this, uh, this works. <laughs> <Phoenix> <laughs> this is moment. how it's supposed to. Yeah. Well, and that was my other problem. Oh, sorry not to spoil it. That was my <laughs> other problem with the the this film was I thought the Phoenix moment come way too soon. I think we should have waited a little longer on see. The yeah, I th- I think it wasn't. It I mean, you don't have to now that X three has happened, but
1: it was a glimmer of Phoenix. I yeah, we're I don't, gonna don't get think get it full Phoenix was anything, Phoenix later. I don't think it was anything
0: near what she's capable of or what she's gonna do. Uh, Sophie Turner mm-hmm. did a fantastic job. She she shines in this film as as. Uh, See, Sarah had Jean some Grey.
1: had some trouble not seeing her as Sansa.
0: I thought she tackled the American accent with ease. I completely believed that. Uh, another highlight of the film was what they did with Wolverine. I thought that was having just that truncated scene and having the imagery from the comic book yeah. of the Webin-X uh, gear, that whole gear setup he had was, was terrific. And, and the moment that the two of them
1: had before he left, I thought it was a perfect setup for whatever of, of the original trilogy. See, I,
0: I, I'm, with, I'm, I'm, I'm in Sean's... I, I agree
2: with you. I wish I hadn't known he was in it I'm in it was Sean's a perfect cameo. I'm it. in
0: Sean's court, though, now with... I just don't think you can rectify these three films now leading into the original x-men trilogy i think we've created a new timeline for the x-men first class was really good days of future past is still my favorite and then this one just really kind of fell short for me and so i'm i'm hoping that if they keep going with this new x-men line that they They fixed some things that they've... Again, I think this was just overstuffed with too much going on. No one had a chance to develop. They had this terrific plot line going on with uh, Michael Fassbender's Magneto. Terrific. And he just knocks it out of the park as far as the emotion and the, the brevity and everything. And then it's overshadowed by everything else that's going on. They needed to focus on one plot line. They needed to focus on one heavy They've got this terrific storyline kind of going on for Jean, but it it really kind of felt like okay, we're going to shove her to the front here, which was great, but you didn't build up to it well enough. And then you've got um, Scott, who's this is just an introduction film. I got well, And, it, and from it's it. a great introduction of him to and how they kind of. From it, Jean, though. Got got they from of form it though, it was just this kid that shows up and he's dealing with these. You got a guy who's dealing with. Life is just crapped on him with this ability now. And, and then he loses his brother. And, yeah, and then it just. And it's, unfortunately, there's too many great sublines going that don't get any sort Because of they're, they're
2: all overshadowed by exactly. the apocalypse. Exactly. All, which, ha, see what I did there. Um, you I and, you've, and, and you've got Jennifer
0: Lawrence and uh, uh, Malcolm Holt. No, what's what's uh, a Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. Returning to this movie and getting nothing to do. Yeah, they get a tour around the mansion. Nothing to do. What they did well, what they did really well, and the the the, the moments of the movie that I enjoyed the best was the battle with Apocalypse at the end, and how everybody oh, everybody really had to I mean, was forced to it, come together great. and fight him and that's how you do a team superhero movie climax that was really well done that harkened back to some of the the the, the avengers the first film how they ended up working together and then that that's one of my favorite team battles ever this one ended up being that same way
2: i enjoyed the the the, the egyptian bit at the beginning and how they kind of set apocalypse cool, up yeah. that was all really well done um i thought oscar isaac did a great job um i didn't didn't mind that he was purple you know, it was it was an enjoyable flick and that's that's kinda of why I hope that okay, we're gonna get one more that manages to tie them together in that way that we all go, Oh, sweet. Yeah, you fixed it. And then I'm done with this group of mutants. I want a new group what? of people. I don't want new actors playing them. I want new mutants. I'm tired of Storm and Cyclops and Jean Grey and
0: Mystique. Mystique I just, and <laughs> Magneto. This was this was the X best and, evidence of we've run our course with a character was putting jennifer lawrence in there as mistake and then not doing anything with the character i didn't hate it i liked it i mean i sat there sitting like it i didn't like the movie but it was it was fine <laughs> it was it was um it was what it needed to be i think and also i it, it well, stung uh, because i really liked days of future past i really liked that
2: it's also we're coming off of civil war yeah. so oh, yeah. just nothing's going to compare to that but that's kind of the X Men in general. I think or <laughs> the the, 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 whole, the entire X Men franchise, for as enjoyable as some of the films have been, and as bad as some of the films have been,
0: it's been overshadowed.
2: D- it just doesn't live up yeah. to it's, any it's of this. I mean, I'm, I'm so universe. so grateful that X Men and X Two in particular kind of opened the door for the modern superhero yeah. movie. But, unfortunately, that's where their footnote is going to end. Yeah. As they open Agreed. the door for the modern superhero movie.
1: In this one, unfortunately, some of the great strengths of the previous X-Men films are exploring the morality of the mutants. And because this one was overstuffed, you didn't get to do that. Uh, speaking of McAvoy, I watched Victor Frankenstein. How was that? Not very great. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. It was interesting. Uh, Daniel Ratcliffe did a really good job as Igor. It's, it's all kind of viewed through his perspective. Uh, here's a nice little tidbit Spencer Wilding was the monster at the end.
0: I think I knew that. I think I knew that. Cool. Yeah.
2: Well, speaking of Egypt, <laughs> I watched Gods of Egypt. Oh! How was that? That's a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a hot mess. We we kind of planned that. I mean, going into it, we knew because I mean, it's you've seen the trailer. It looks like three hundred meets Clash of the Titans meets in Egypt. Yeah, it's, and it's terrible. It's terrible. Now it's terrible in a really bad movie terrible kind of way. It's very pretty. I'd <laughs> say mostly the effects worked. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just kind of a, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I also watched Anchorman for the first time, and I don't get it. I really don't understand why everybody is so hot to trot on, on, on these movies. And then Mel and I watched uh, um, Ward Just Killed Rosalind. Spoilers for anybody who's not up to that point. Ooh, so, you're getting there. Mo- moving along there.
1: Uh, we also watched The Danish Girl. The Eddie Redmayne Oscar-nominated film. It was interesting. I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. But it, it was it was it was pretty interesting. You watch anything else, Glenn? Nope. I'm sure I
0: did, but I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, we, we had a big Saturday because in addition to seeing uh, uh, X-Men, we also went to Crypticon in Kansas City, um, which is a, a horror convention, which not my cup of tea. But year after year after year, they managed to get at least one guest. that I'm like, oh, I would totally go for that person. Uh, and this year there were there were three of them. Well, would have been four, but uh, Ted Ramey had to had to leave. I
1: think this is the second time he's had to cancel, isn't it? Um, this I is think a, he was last year. He was. Was he? If he if he w-
2: if he was supposed to be last year, he canceled really early in the process because uh, okay. I didn't know anything about him last I year. I
1: remember hearing about. Maybe I'm thinking of Kansas City.
2: But um, we went and got uh, got to sit and talk with uh, David Rocca and Sean Patrick Flannery, who were uh, two of the three leads in uh, the Boondock Saints. And uh, of course, Sean uh, Patrick Culinary, I remember him from Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, so that's where I got him from. And then um, Elvira, Cassandra Peterson, was there, so that was, that was kind of fun. And she still looks amazing for being however old she is now, 60 something.
0: Yeah, she must be in her 60s.
2: But um, so we had fun with that, and then we went and saw the movie, and then we went to Paul Simon. That was Paul. Paul's also as amazing for as old as he is. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I have no doubt. I, I heard a couple of his his new songs from the new album because uh, with my ticket purchase, they sent me a free copy of the CD. Oh wow, well, that's cool! So I, hey, this is this a little bit of all right. It now is the most expensive CD I've ever bought, but because <laughs> <laughs> you can look at it that way. Uh, you bought a
0: CD and got a concert. I
2: bought a CD and got a free concert out of it. <laughs> But um, went on the CD, when he sings, he you can—it's kind of like listening to um, to Peter Davidson and Big Finish. He's—you can tell—he's a little bit older, and he's just not quite hitting it. Man, in concert, he's—he still got it. He's running around and uh, you know, wailing on all of the guitars because he changes out a guitar for every song. It seems like, um, and, and they're all—you know—some are acoustic and some are electric and some are bass and some are And he's—he's he's got them all lined up there, and he does all these things. But it uh, had a lot of energy and a lot of fun, and the crowd was very into it. It was at Starlight in Kansas City. I've never been to Starlight before in my life. The one in, inside Swope Park next to I the zoo. To,
1: no, I've never been to that one either.
2: It is gorgeous. I like it so much better than Sandstone, and I never thought I'd say that because I'm a Sandstone diehard. Uh, it is a gorgeous amphitheater, and it was really nice, and it helps that we have great seats. But there's not a bad seat in the bunch. Hmm. Um, so hi. It,
0: Beg to differ. Well, <laughs> where we were at, it didn't look like there were bad seats. We I saw, suppose up at the top, there might be a We saw few. Miss Saigon there. In the middle of July, it was 102 degrees. But our seats weren't the best either, so... Needless to say, I didn't enjoy Miss Saigon. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Starlight Theater, but... Oh. You should try Paul in, in, <laughs> in, uh, in mid I We almost went Saw Ringo there last year, and it just was too late before I decided to get tickets. I'll be
2: curious to see the test. Will be when we go back because we've got tickets. We've already bought tickets for Weird Al, who will be in there? August. Ooh. So we'll see how that goes because it's <laughs> a big outdoor thing. But yeah, we had a great time. And uh, despite Mel came down with something, she's fighting a head cold. So kind of all day, she was kind of out of it. And then the concert came, and she was just miserable. And I was like, Honey, if you want to leave, we can get you. I'm not missing this. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want? I'm not missing this. Okay, but. Uh, her meds finally kicked in in time for You Can Call Me Al, so she, <laughs> she was a little bit happier about that, because she was able to stand up and, oh, you good. know, move around some. So how
1: is this new album? Is it good?
2: Uh, I've only listened to it once all the way through, and, uh, yeah, it's good. I enjoy it. I don't enjoy it as much as Graceland, but... <laughs>
1: okay, that kind of tells me what I need to know. I mean, well,
2: I mean, Graceland is, is probably an unfortunate thing to compare it to, because Graceland lived in my CD player for... Um, forever you know I, it, it just over and over and over and over yeah. and all the way through I mean yes I loved You Can Call Me Out and I listened to that one predominantly but I fell in love with the rest of it so uh, this one I just haven't had a chance to really get to that yet That's but no yeah, we had a good time it was a busy Saturday well, crammed yeah. into that one But well anything else or should we move on to news Let's move on to news
1: uh, well, if you... What's pro- in
2: the news, Keith?
1: You've probably uh, <laughs> seen that it's the Queen's birthday. <laughs> and that means more members of the British Empire, including the amazing Brian Blessed.
2: Yay!
1: He got an OBE. Brian Blasen it, got an be so he's not quite a sir yet. So, but he is an officer of the British Empire.
2: He's a sir in our hearts. He is. Oh, he
1: yes, definitely. Congratulations, Volton. And then uh, Penelope Wilton, Wilton is now a dame. And for those who don't recognize the name, that's Harriet Jones, oh. P. F.
0: Del North. Yeah. <laughs> now it's Dame Harriet Jones, P. F. Fidel North. <laughs> And prime minister at one point, wasn't she? At the in yeah, Stolen Earth.
2: Well, former prime minister. Yes, we know who you are. <laughs> yeah,
0: yes, she was prime right. minister. She was in, prime minister in uh, Christmas invasion. Yeah. Former prime minister in uh, Stolen Earth.
1: She's a dame. She's a dame
2: now. This pleases me on some <laughs> strange level that I cannot uh, I cannot express. So,
1: because we go over this every single time. <laughs> Brian Blessed has two more ranks to climb before he can be a sir. Officially. Before he is knighted. A sir. <laughs> before he is knighted.
0: Dame is as high as you can go without being royalty, right? For females?
1: Uh, let me check on that. I just closed that. <laughs> uh. Of course you did. Thank goodness for control shift T. <laughs> That's a thing. Oh yeah, it opens any closed tab. Oh! <gasps> It's a lifesaver.
2: It's just on PC, isn't it?
1: It's a Chrome, Firefox.
2: Oh, it's a Chrome thing. It's an Internet
1: thing? It's an Internet thing. I don't know about Safari or Internet Explorer.
2: I learned something new today. There you go. There's no
1: Internet Explorer anymore. Oh, yeah, Microsoft Edge. Well, there is Edge. if you have an
0: older version. Well, there was an Internet Explorer. For Even when Internet Explorer was still around, nobody was using it. Well, it's true. Uh,
1: no, there is a knight or Dame Grand Cross of the Order of the British Empire. Ah. Okay. So there is it's a one more rank extremely rare and given out for exceptional service. Okay. They keep the Sir or Dame title, obviously. It's not Sir Sir or anything like that. Sir Sir. Sir Sir. Dame Dame. <laughs> uh, so that happened and then uh, 2 weekends ago and it just kind of blew up this past week that Peter Capaldi, uh, when he was at AwesomeCon, says he filmed something concerning new concerning Clara Oswald. Uh, he teases, I'm not sure how successfully Clara was able to wipe his mind. In fact, I did just... Uh, I was about to tell you something I can't tell you. He adds, We just shot something that Clara was still there in. So that's all he's saying. So... All of the statements of Clara's coming back, not necessarily true. It could very easily be for the doctor's timeline set in the time when he was with Clara. Some sort of memory. Or, what I think is more likely, considering the set photos we've seen from class, that class takes place before Clara's unfortunate demise, and then rebirth. And so then whatever he filmed there, he would have referenced Clara to, even if she's not on that show. That's where I'm sticking it. That's where I'm putting my flag.
2: <laughs> hmm.
1: What do you guys think of this news? <laughs>
0: The, the second I baited half you of... into putting that on news, and then I'm going to say, I think it's not news. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's silly. It I, is, um, I think we can wait another year, and we'll find out what the heck it was the, worth. The second half of that half statement, I, I could, I could buy special.
2: with what you with, class. With, with your theory. The first half of that with, uh, I don't think she wiped the doctor's memory as well as, like. oh, well, I can't say anything more. It doesn't jive, I don't think, with your theory. So, oops. I don't know. I think it's a flashback sequence. I hope it is. It's yeah. no offense. <laughs> I'm kind of done with her. <laughs> <clears throat> Jenna Coleman's a lovely lady. And, it's, it's, and, and, and unless great we get actress a 10 either, bit where he well,
1: takes her back to California
0: It's either that... <laughs> <laughs> it's either that... Damn, Keith, that's hard. It's either that or... I loved her death! It was. It's either that or Clara has been in his mind several times before in Series 9. Yeah, So it may be Clara in his mind again.
1: That is a good... Uh, good way to look at it, too.
0: Okay.
2: That, that I would buy as well. In his mind um, palace. It's happened if a couple in, of yeah. times now. So. If, she, if she's in the mind palace. That, uh... I don't have one. I'm going to steal
1: hers. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, that's all I have for news.
2: Glenn, you got anything for news?
1: Nope. Nothing else.
2: Let's well, move on to feedback.
1: Feedback. Our feedback comes from Holly. She writes in, saying, Beyond the Doctor, what we did on our holiday. Hey guys, great last episode. It's no pain to run the book club on Goodreads, nor is Royal Blood a pain to read, at least in my opinion. Keith nailed it on the head when he mentioned the Royal Pains TV show. I just happened to be watching an episode of it when I was emailing you feedback. Though I swear I went back and fixed the error. Darn autocorrect. That's what I get when I try to multitask. Smiley face. Anyway, on to the review. I really enjoyed what we did on our holiday. Great cast and enjoyable story, even in its sadder moments. The kids really stole the show. David Rowe in the film was good, too, especially near the end. I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to ever hearing your thoughts on the film. Holly from Wisconsin.
0: Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. I do want to mention that uh, we did get a uh, mention on Twitter this week from Daniel, who is uh, at Electric. Maestro5, and he said just discovered the uh, Traveling the Vortex podcast today. Glad to be listening to you guys. And Daniel, we're glad that you're listening. Yeah. welcome Thanks for Daniel. listening,
1: Daniel. Uh, speaking of the Goodreads Book Club, the new poll for July is now up. So you can go check that out and vote on what you want for the next book. Uh, and then we should also, since before we uh, move on to our review... We promised last week that we were going to reveal what Mitch won with her raffle ticket. Uh, And we have determined that your grand prize will be. A sonic screwdriver remote control.
0: Yay! That we got donated to
1: us, courtesy of Ben. Courtesy of Timelord Ben. Thank you, Ben. uh, And, um, Mitch, if you want to send us your send us an email and let us uh, give us your address to make sure we have the most recent address uh, so we can ship that off to you Uh, or let us know if you already have that (laughs) yeah and then we can find some other plan for a a prize Um, of course you can email us at feedback at traveling the vortex uh, on twitter at travel vortex facebook traveling the vortex Uh, and of course don't forget the Goodreads book club
0: Patreon subscribers, hold on to your lottery. Ah, I did it again. Your raffle tickets because uh, we will have a future drawing uh, coming up on probably sometime this later this year. So hold on to those tickets. Don't get rid of them. It's not over yet. Um, Michelle or Mitch won't be able to uh, win because she has already won, but everybody else is still in for a chance for another drawing. Also, if you are supporting us on Patreon already, we thank you very much. And if not, consider doing so. You can go to our web page, click on the link there we also have some other sponsors that we'd like you to check out as well and i want to give another shout out to ben who recently made some purchases through amazon through from our website so a portion of those proceeds go into us thank you very much ben for doing that yes thank you speaking of contests
2: i have decided to call off the skittle dalek contest promotion because i have solved the dilemma and i've beaten (laughs) all of you to the punch (laughs) And I have figured out how to remedy the problem with the Daleks, So I, are you going to reveal that to us? No, right it first. No, I'll write it and release. No, I'm kidding.
0: Uh, <laughs> I was going to say that was cold, man. <laughs> <laughs> we said we were going to wait a few months and let people have a chance, and then you're like calling it off. No, I, 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 I do have an idea.
2: I don't know if it's a good idea, but I do have an idea. <laughs> uh, but I would very much like to see somebody write in with one that topples me off the off the hill, and uh, you know knock my socks off so that contest is still ongoing if you have an idea for how to make the Skittledaholics relevant and important and uh, uh, significantly more cool than they currently are by all means send it in to us
0: Sean will write a script and you will get credit and a prize for doing so that's right alright shall we move on to our review what we did
1: on our holiday Doug and Abby take their kids on a family vacation, surrounded by relatives, and the kids innocently reveal the ins and outs of their family life, and many intimate details about their parents. It's soon clear when it comes to keeping a big secret under wraps, the rest of the family, from the rest of the family, their children are their biggest liability. That's the synopsis of this? That's not,
2: that not what this movie's about. That was is it? what the
1: first 30 minutes of this movie was about.
2: <laughs> so I give the movie a dun dun dun. I give that synopsis a
0: wha wha wha. <laughs> because it
2: is not. No.
0: I don't know, though, if I had picked that movie up, read the back of that, that intrigued me enough that I would have watched it. Oh, yeah, I would have left oh, yeah. it completely out of it. So, no, I don't think it's a I wah, kind of would wah, have liked wah. to have seen it that movie. It doesn't encapsulate <laughs> the film. But it is a good tease. And it, it's not lying, but it's like Keith said, it's like the first 30 minutes of the film. And then things happen. <laughs> but I, the, I like how, it, how, it, how it, it ends with they later find out their kids are a liability. I mean, I, yeah. It's, it, I think it almost that, makes it sound like they're going to put a hit out on the kids. <laughs> but that's, well, but that, that's a good synopsis. It sells the film without giving anything away.
2: Nothing, it, nothing could have anything away on this film.
0: Here, here's, here's the thing. Here's I, a spoiler for you. It's on the cover. I didn't give... Oh, right, hey, it is. It is on the cover. I didn't give... I didn't give this a dun-dun-dun, but I like this movie. Well, no, no, no. Let me stop. As soon as I was done with this movie, my first thought was, this is either the greatest movie I've ever seen, or what the heck did I just watch? <laughs> I,
1: I came on more on the end of this was great, not <laughs> greatest movie I've ever seen. Oh, it's one
0: of the greatest <laughs> movies I've ever seen. I loved this film. I, I absolutely loved it. But I don't know it. what the heck I just watched. This I, what I love about this film is the originality of it. This is this is something I have never seen before. And when this movie started, first thirty minutes in, I would have gone, "Hey, this is exactly like the synopsis," <laughs> 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 and then it went completely a different direction, and I went. I didn't expect this. <laughs> 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 what just happened here? Um, I don't. I don't even know how to. I how just to, kept thinking, "Did this really? happen?" I don't did even know really? how to define this. The performances are great. The kids are terrific. Billy Connolly is wonderful. Did you watch
1: any of the bonus features? I know you watched. It. I was, I watched the
0: deleted scenes. I was bawling like through half of the film. Through halfway through the film, and then the tears dried up because I went. Uh-uh, that's not really going to happen. Oh, it just happened. <laughs> they really did that.
1: Part of why the kids were great, because uh, I, I watched the bonus feature uh, that they had making of, they didn't really give the kids script.
0: You could tell. You could tell those kids were <laughs> ad-libbing. They, they, they but gave not them badly. You, no, it was no. not a, oh my gosh, this kid's ad-libbing. It was, I think this kid's ad-libbing <laughs> all these lines.
1: This is terrific. They gave them great direction of what to do. I think it was mostly the two younger ones. I think the older one, Lottie, they, she, she had, had more had of a script. Yeah, she would
0: have had to. Plus, she's older, so she did. She probably could follow script directions better. Yeah. The kids really kind of had to let them do their thing. You had to say, this is what's happening here, react.
1: And they did. They did wonderfully. <laughs> and, and it helped some of the performances for the adults, too, oh, because yeah, the, the reactions, reactions are genuine. <laughs> <horrific>. <laughs> is it as smart as an octopus? <laughs>
2: what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's, and it's, it's things that kids would just,
1: say. It's just like family life. It is kids,
0: life. what kids would <laughs> say. You,
2: you, 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 you sleep with, with Norman in your bed? He's a rock. No, I don't. Oh, that'd, that'd, that'd be, be silly. silly. <laughs> he sleeps at the well, end of my be bed. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: can't take the rocks. I'm going to hold my breath then. Okay, okay, they're going to the back. They're going to the back. And as oh. a parent I thought okay that's a little overreactive but then they sell it better later that she has actually passed out. Yeah. This is an ongoing thing and I thought yeah I think at some point as a parent you break down and go okay I give in.
1: <laughs> a, a lot of the things start out as over the top and then they back sell it so it makes sense it or it, it, really it justifies the behavior. Even the keys, even the just
0: the... <laughs> even the behavior of the three kids oh yeah is justified because well it, we're going to spoil this they <laughs> They give their grandfather a Viking funeral, when he dies on the beach when he's watching them. They set him in a boat, set the boat on fire, and send it out into the,
1: into the sea. And We were watching that bit and we, we're, we're, as they were building the raft, and Sarah turns to me, and, how are they going to get him on the raft? Oh, they did it, too. And they explained how they figured yeah. it out. I watched. I
0: used my brain. I watched that Stone Age documentary. The <laughs> best line is when the kid finally fesses up and says, "You know, I don't actually think they burned <laughs> the body." Well, that's what was great was the what? beginning
1: when he rips the horns off
0: the Viking yeah. helmet.
1: They didn't actually have horns. <laughs> Remember me yeah. telling you guys
0: that weeks ago when we did the uh, uh, girl who never or the the, the girl who died. Yeah, I, and then to I, have I, I, that come
1: full wow. circle at the end. Well, he
0: rips them off, and they don't really explain it. And it's not until he's talking to his grandfather later when he says, "Why did you take the horns off the helmet?" And he explains to him it didn't have horns. Wasn't historically accurate. And I was like, "You go, kid." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, rip those horns off that helmet. Also rip a great big chunk out of well, time meddler for me. Didn't they have, <laughs>
0: then they have this, this wonderful conversation in there where he goes, well, couldn't they, uh, if they threw a spear, couldn't oh, go through, right the through the through They didn't have holes in their helmet <laughs> either. They didn't really consider that. <laughs>
1: Billy Conley with the kids was just so fantastic. He was. And
0: I have grown up watching Billy Conley, and specifically watching Billy Conley stand-up. And I absolutely love him. He's one of the funniest men on the planet. Agreed. And he's terrific. And he, but he's always come across as this one type of person to me. He's always been Billy comedy, Billy, Billy Connolly, the comedian. And I was so excited to watch this, even though I've always had that perception of. Him. And I've seen him in other things. I think it was terrific in the X Files, uh, the movie, the last movie that they did. Uh, not Fight to Future, but the other one. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, I sure. always thought he was terrific in that. And. Sure is that there? Yeah, the truth is out there. That's I what it is. Seen that, it or not. And uh, he's in that, and he does a great job, but he's not Billy Connolly in that. He's a he's very serious effect. I wish he would have won an Oscar for it because he did such a phenomenal job, but those don't get nominated. So coming to this one, I thought it was going to get... his role in Boondock Saints was... I haven't seen Boondock Saints, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, but going into this, I knew that there was a chance that we were... But knowing it was a comedy, I thought, okay, we're probably going to get more of the Billy Connolly I'm familiar with. Well, we didn't. We got this really serious... You no, know, he's funny. He, he says funny things. Hilarious. He's hilarious. There's great <laughs> lines. But he's not that comedic Billy Con, uh, Connolly character person, persona that he has on stage. He was this real subtle and just... I wanted him to be my grandpa. He <laughs> was so yeah. good, and he was so good with the kids. He was so good with the family, and he was so good dealing with his demise, with his death, with the, the pain and the sickness and everything that he had. And I wish he'd got an Oscar for this movie now because it was so <laughs> terrific. I don't think he could because I think it was British. But maybe yeah, it was he got BBC, a BAFTA. It was BBC, I don't, I don't know. Did he get a BAFTA for this one? Maybe. Oh, look. Um. Just wonderful! a wonderful performance by everybody. I thought David Tennant was fantastic. I think he's in it more than you guys think he's in it. But <laughs> I thought he was great. I thought Rosamund Pike was fantastic. I like the the guy that played David Tennant's brother was the perfect character. you know who that character. was?
1: The Sheriff of Nottingham in Robot of Sherwood. Oh, was he? Okay. Really? Yeah. I so so the Who connections in this, in addition to Mrs. Uh, what Kensington...
2: That's where I know her from. I looked her up even trying to figure out where I know her The little her girl, fun. Lottie, the oldest,
1: she's the little girl from the Rings of Occitum.
0: Okay, the singing, the little girl. No, way! Yeah. The yeah, yeah. Lots of connection there. Wow. Well, you that, know, that's it's a BBC extent. film, so. I really want Billy Connolly now. You know, too. Billy Connolly, <laughs> he was uh, Billy Bones. Oh, wait, that was uh, Muppets. That was a Muppet connection. Yeah. <laughs> Rosamund there Pike. he's Billy oh, Connolly. Right. <laughs> there he's that character that he plays on stage. But. The, the only char-
1: the only actor, and I think she did a great job. I think Rosamund Pike did do a great job. But part of it is on my own end, I ex- I, I could not look at her and not see Gone Girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: initially, I, I, I went there, but then eventually... Sarah, too.
1: She was like, you're just going to get Gone Girl, David Tennant. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> um...
2: I haven't even seen that movie yet, and I got that one. <laughs> the,
0: the, the sister-in-law too. Yeah, she terrific! Was great. Before, everybody in this did so good. It's you know the quality of British films is just above and beyond sometimes what they're putting out in Hollywoods, and it's just it. I, it, I was flabbergasted by the fact that this is a. I don't know if BBC Films is funded through the same department that is funding the government television channel. But man they are putting out some terrific <laughs> material. Yeah. The, what was the last something else we watched I watched recently or we watched recently was a BBC film as well. Yeah. Oh with and I was uh, a yeah. BBC film. Yeah. And a terrific movie. They put out quality stuff and I really I I applaud them for taking some original scripts and things that haven't been done and it's it's not the Hollywood cookie cutter you know stamp out the same story in the same film over and over again. It was something original and unique and I'm, I've, I'm a much better person for having seen this movie. It was so good and so different.
2: I was reflecting on when it when it started and the first half hour when it was what the box description Which was said, thoroughly entertaining. Which was entertaining. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, reading this description is what made me want to see this movie and go, hey, David Tennant's in a thing. We should do that for our, our Beyond the Doctor. But... The first 30 minutes in this description match up. And I was watching it going, this is the difference between a British production and an American production in film. Because there's not enough random background music going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. During that's, that's these montage sequences. They yeah. have to get all the way up to the Highlands before we get our first piece right, of, yeah. of, of background music. And it worked. And it worked there. But in an American film, it would have been crammed full of like three or four different songs already. Yeah. That uh, were going to be hits on the soundtrack. And this one would have be been pop culture, yeah. Here and and, yeah, and, and, and so I, I, was just, I was just kind of reflecting on that. It's like you can really tell that the, just the, the, the entire top to bottom, the way they handle the making of film is different. And then all of a sudden the film went went and took this left turn over here and it really became the Billy Connolly story, which I was fine with because Billy, Billy Connolly's great and I love Billy Connolly and I was so excited that eh, it was Billy Connolly and he's got a big part in it and he's funny and he's doing all these things and then he's serious and a little dramatic, but he's still funny. And I told him, I was like, I hope you're prepared because as Katrina gets older, I'm going to be the Billy Connolly grandfather. <laughs> That's what you're in for, because yeah. I've already decided. Before I saw this movie, that's how I'm gonna, you know. Just don't get sucked, Sean. <laughs> well, that's too late. But <laughs> I can't drive. Sure you can. <laughs> Just, I'm going to push the pedal. You better steer. Takes off the, and she takes out that sign. You
0: know, the other thing I've been is, trying to do for years. The other difference between American film and a uh, British film is... I kept expecting the tragedy to come a lot sooner. I kept expecting this thing to go south. When he, when she took the wheel, when the kids wandered off, When I kept seeing, okay, this is where this this is this something bad is going something to something happen. happen. Gonna, and they did the tragedy so subtly, and it was mm-hmm. so well done, even by pulling the wool over her eyes when he pretends to be dead the first time, and he sets up. Sarah and then you're like, okay, first time of well, like, oh God, he really when he died the second time, I had it in the back of my mind. Oh, maybe he didn't really die. <laughs> They're going to get him on the raft, and he's going to go, ha! <laughs> and he didn't. Yeah, and a, a,
2: about the time the middle kid started dumping gasoline, I thought to myself, <laughs> yeah, "If
0: you're so going so to wake weird. up, now is the time to wake up." <laughs> well, because, and then I'm, well, I'm, I'm, in I'm the convinced. Too
1: many farts. It's like, yeah.
0: Well, and they react to it. They're like, "Grandfather, God, yeah, they yeah. think I he's." Like, yeah. I'll tell you. The other thing was. I kept thinking, okay, they're talking vi- uh, Viking funeral. They're talking about a funeral pyre on the sea. <laughs> no, they're not going to go there. And, they, and so I kept thinking, oh, they'll get him on the raft and they'll send him out. They'll get him on the raft and they'll send him out to sea. They get him on the. Re- oh my God, he's pouring gasoline. They're really going to go all the way, <laughs> and they do.
2: <laughs> and and, and
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so bleak and dark and.
0: Well, funny and, at the
1: same time. That's the great thing. It's it's hilarious, but at the same moment, at the same time, it has its great po- poignancies and great messages that he's giving these kids of everyone's ridiculous and just accept everyone as they are. I and love
0: that that the kids get it. Yeah, they yeah, because the adults get won't get it, yeah. and yeah. Well, and nothing
2: summed it up better than the speech the the brother gave at the end, at the eulogy, when he says, "You know." I think Dad would have been laughing and so yeah. silly. He'd have been <laughs> laughing at us running around trying to find his body. <laughs> He'd have been laughing at you know, fooling the cops and doing this and just. It, it, it that really was such ju- a
1: great that that entire funeral at the very end was such a great character moments for everybody of the brother kind of being less of a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> and having his son play the song that his. His uh, his grandpa would have liked, and then with with David Tennant's character and and all of them kind of deciding to be a bit more grown up, but still have fun at the same time. All of the, it, was, it was such a perfect end
0: to the well. Film. And I love the idea that the the David Tennant that, that Douglas and and uh, uh, Anna, what's her name? Abby. Abby. Are you know? I mean, they're they're going through they they're going through this divorce process. They're going through this separation, and. If, again, if it had been an American film, by they the end of the film, together. they'd have been back together. Yeah. And, but I always see those those comedies, those romantic comedies, and I think it, what didn't work the first time is eventually going to come back and, and rear its ugly head again. And it, the, the, That's so unrealistic. But to place it in the, the aspect of, yeah, they still got it wrong, and they resolved a lot of their the, the things they were fighting about, they're not getting back together. And then the reality of it is this is a very realistic film. <laughs> it really is. It's grounded in reality, and I love the message that the kids are really the only ones that get it. Yeah. Uh, I think what we should do, though, is we should drill down to what we do these Beyond the Doctors for, and that's David Tennant. <laughs> because I was just thinking. That we have was, said, yeah. this is a great movie. However, that being said, I think I love David Tennant's per- portrayal, and I think what I like about David Tennant, because even though I loved David Tennant in Jessica Jones, Mm-hmm there are still moments that you see his performance of the doctor. You really do. Even if he, though he's a, he's a complete polar opposite, you still see glimpses or moments of like the doctor that, like that bit when in the office. And... David Tennant is being himself, a Scottish man. <laughs> Which, yeah, he's writing himself pre- he's, here pretty much. He is completely drastically different from the Doctor. And I really yeah. like to see when he's able to not have to put on the guise of being somebody else or being somebody British or being somebody proper. or be And really just being the Scotsman that he is, I, it really comes through that he is putting everything that he knows into the character. And I can see that in this, in this movie. Oh, in and, this and to
1: some extent, you can almost imagine Georgia Moffat in the role of Abby. And these are their actual kids. And it, this is how he w- he would react to his kids but doing have, these crazy things.
0: I hope that romance stays around forever. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs>
1: had, had, they not had, a, had he not cheated. Right, right, exactly.
0: <laughs> and, and and Peter
2: Davidson could have played Billy Connolly's role. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, we Aww. want him to be around He'd, forever, too. <laughs> completely
0: missed a, a like, cue. <laughs> then
1: it would be a documentary. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What are you doing to the fifth doctor? Oh my gosh.
1: Um Oh, I, I like how also when his brother has that break breakdown and he's just there to comfort him. Yeah. And 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 those those serious moments where he's angry at Abby but not taking it out on the kids or and he gets to show such a variety of emotion throughout the entire film. It kinda of gets to show his range.
2: Um, it was nice too to see that moment flipped. Yeah, when they when they get out to find the vehicle abandoned on the on the beach, and that's the only piece of evidence of what has gone down. And the brother kind of loses it. it just because he can't get into the thing. Because once again, we're dealing with a missing key. You
0: mm-hmm. know, and
2: and the kid mentality. Should we lock the doors? Well, yeah, we don't want anybody to steal it. Yeah. <laughs> but so he has this, you know, just rage grief everything kind of pours out of him breakdown and David Tennant's there to kind of you know just just hold him and comfort him but then we flip it at the at the funeral at the end when David Tennant is supposed to be delivering a eulogy and, and saying he can, something so. and he, he his voice cracks and he just can't get it out and so then it's the other brother to come to his rescue and that for me really cemented their relationship i mean i had to get all the way through the movie before i kind of got that moment because yeah. i kind of spent most of it going you guys really aren't brothers. You pick on each other a lot, but you don't really have that. oh, wait, no, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Okay, yeah. Agreed. anybody who has a brother knows that that moment that you're you're dealing with, um, and and that's this is something else that I think with an American version of of this particular screenplay, they, and I, I don't mean this as a slight, but they would have probably set their sights a little higher. They would have gone for say. A Pierce Brosnan or a, a another actor who is Scottish but of some note to have played the pseudo-straight man to the craziness going on around him. Whereas with David Tennant, because he's so good at burying himself into these other roles, it's so refreshing to see him just kind of come out and do as you, you know, it, it almost feels like he's playing himself. It almost feels like it's just a slice of his life. And God, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. <laughs> but Yeah.
0: It's just the, the subtleness of the film is what really makes it shine. It doesn't try to outdo itself, and and that goes right down to everybody's performances. Nobody is, is trying to outdo themselves, mm-hmm. and David Tennant specifically, uh, he's he's a natural fit. He's it's it's like he put on a comfortable pair of shoes and did a performance that he's very familiar with, and it's, it's it was great. I absolutely loved it. Good chemistry
2: all the way around. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, you know, good interactions. and I, he's,
1: be- he's absolutely believable that he is these kids' father.
2: Yeah. You don't well, he doubt gets a, that for a second. He gets a great moment with each of them. It's, it, you you yeah. never once felt that there was a special relationship between you know the father and the son or anything like that he, he, he's equal parts parent to each yeah. one of the kids and they all get that one moment to kind of come in and do something and that's something else I appreciated with this is that a, a lot of times again I'm going to pick on the American ones but when, when they do a comedy ensemble like this with a bunch of different kind of beats that are happening uh, that, that represent everybody's life falling apart in some way shape or form frequently you don't get a resolution on any of them Or Mm -hmm. on 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 all of them, right? They 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 kind of deal with the main through line, and and then that's it. This one really, by the time we got to the end, kind of felt like everybody who had had some sort of hiccup that showed up along the line got some closure. Got some closure. Got some sort of resolution. And and even though uh, the the parents are still going through that divorce,
0: it's still uh, they've they've learned how to handle that with the kids. That we're
2: going to be adults about it. Yeah, which. And, well, and, and they're, they're and going.
0: Been, they're going not only the kids, but their their relationship with each other is yeah. mended a bit, and that that's yeah. what I liked about it as well. It wasn't just for the kids' sake either. It was more of a an appreciation or respect that they saw for each other. Yeah, uh, his misgivings and her, uh, you know, need to control things and take the kids away to Newcastle or where they were moving to
1: yeah, Newcastle. I, mean, I, I like that even if some of the resolutions are as simple as everyone's now seen this video and she's accept the the the, the, yeah. the aunt hooking yeah. the pumpkin. <laughs> it's, and it's kind of hinted, and it's just it's there. And okay, yeah, we're okay. We are accepting it. It's over. And it's that's all you need. And but just like,
2: the the fact that the, the the other brother has now seen the video and is aware of th- <laughs> the fact that there's an issue in the house, which he wasn't before. Yeah, I think gives that it, at least it gave me some hope that he is going to work on their relationship right. to try and make things better for right, her. Right. Yeah, you know, and by, by yeah. publicly I mean, admitting that, that, you by know that that, he, that
0: they were. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, but <laughs> watching watching the doctor, and I'm doing air quotes here. Say you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna be adult about this, which just kind of like <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
2: the one unbelievable thing that you've done in this. It's the one unbelievable thing you've said. I don't buy it <laughs> because I know you, doctor, and you're a child at heart. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll let it go.
0: <laughs> Anything else before we move on to the schedule?
2: Go find a copy oh, of this movie yeah. and watch it because I it's uh, it um, the other things on the back of the box that are accurate. Are an enormously entertaining heartwarmer, enormously charming, and hilarious, and I think all of those are fairly accurate. Yeah. And and
1: if you, if you kind of want to feel for it, if you've seen, I think Death at a Funeral is a kind of a similar type story. Very Another British done, one. But yeah, the the British version. I don't know about the U.S. version, but this makes me really want to introduce Sarah to Death at a Funeral because she really liked this, and I think is so. Is there
0: an th- American version of Death at a Funeral? Yeah. No, I did not realize. It. Chris Rock. Yeah. Well, that's just unfortunate.
1: <laughs> don't, don't don't watch that one. Watch the Frank Oz version. Frank Oz.
0: All right, what do we got coming up on the schedule? I don't know. Are we back to schedule this week? Yeah, we are we're back,
2: back, to schedule. Schedule. back to schedule. Why wouldn't we be back to schedule? Um, what's our website? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I went to type in the name of the podcast and went... I can tell you what we're doing it for starts Friday with, Night Who. starts with a T. Uh, what are we doing for Friday Night We're movies? doing the Moonbase. The moon, that's right. This is that week. <laughs> it's because okay. it's one of Keith's <laughs> favorites. He's <laughs> looking forward to watching it again. Oh, dude, Friday Night Who? We did uh, Midnight. Uh-huh. I'd forgotten what a good story that
0: is. It's so good. It's it so, so good.
2: good. Wasn't a lot of tweeting going on because we all yeah. got enraptured with it again. It's so good. Um, yes, the moon base next week. Friday Night Who? Second Doctor, Cybermen, spoilers, uh, on the moon, um, which <gasps> I know, right? <laughs> which uh, we'll be doing a lunar-themed uh, show with uh, uh, some candy jar uh, awesomeness. We're going to uh, review Moonblink by Sadie Miller, and we're also going to review the short story that uh, that uh, leads into that, which is, uh, we're going to have it. the title, The, the Lock-In. By Sarah Grunevegan. I believe I got that right. And you got that right th- too. thank you to Andy for uh, for for being a good editor and protecting his author <laughs> from, <laughs> and sending a pronunciation from from our um, our, our, our context mangling. Um, and then we're also going to do um, a um, is, it, is it an actual TV comic or is it a TV TV comic? It's yeah. a TV comic, um, just called Moon Landing, which is a little I don't know. One pager or something. It started. is, yeah.
0: It's yeah, probably about eight panels. But just for eight pounds? Panels, <laughs> panels, panels. <laughs> I heard pounds too, but I translated eight it on panels. my own. <coughs>
1: well,
2: it's British, so it still works. <laughs> but it, the context was just okay. So we're going to throw that in there just for now. They're
0: measured in euros. Yeah. Until they vote, if they vote to. <laughs> or
1: are they considering not?
0: Yeah, they're they're voting this week. I think it's this week to uh, <laughs> whether to secede from the EU. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah,
2: don't do it. That's my that's my uh, my two cents on that. My, my two shillings.
0: <laughs> don't use shillings anymore. <laughs> pence saves
1: They don't use pence either. Bits. Well, they don't. Euros on it. That's my two <laughs> <that's my tier laughs> euros
0: on that matter. Well, no wonder you're for the union. <laughs> that's why I don't want him to go back.
2: The money confuses me. <laughs> don't this leave. This makes sense. Euro I got. Shilling, pound. I don't understand the rest of it. Uh, the following week we're going to do Mask of Mandragora, which I still think I'm mispronouncing that one. And, um, I think
0: you're emphasizing or too much, but you're got the pronunciation closed. Okay. Mandragora.
2: Mandragora. 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 I don't know. Um, we'll find out in two weeks uh, when uh, we do the fourth Doctor Story Mask of Mandragora, uh, and then the Adversary Archive that will be reviewing um, the actual Mask of Mandragora story, and along with the Mark of Mandragora comic, which is an oldie but a goodie, supposedly. So uh, there's that. And, of course, the uh, schedule's posted online, and uh, you can follow along. And um, please, please, please feel free to join us for a Friday Night Who or 2 or 10, um, <laughs> and then come back here and get our thoughts, and you can write feedback and uh, you know be part of our community, because we appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, if that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm glad.
2: I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you.
0: You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.